Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we are going to be talking about the few number of events from Saturday, January 9th to through today, which is Monday, January 11th of 2021. Um, I don't have a lot to say. I hope everyone's weekend was good. Uh, mine was pretty low-key, which was great. Um... Worked on a few things for the podcast. Um, still working on them, as a matter of fact. My dog is barking in my living room. I don't understand her. I'm not even in there, but there she is barking. Anyway, um, still working on a few things through the rest of the day um, and throughout the week. I'm always working on this, but a more targeted set of things going on every day. Um So we are going to get started and we're going to jump right in actually with the British royal family um, because the only thing that happened in Belgium was that today uh, King Philippe held an audience with the Prime Minister uh, Alexander de Croix. This happens every week. We don't talk about it every week because there's no information released on it. Um, So we just briefly mention it. So with that, um, we are going to skip right on in to the UK now. Saturday, I woke up to some very exciting news on the internet, uh, the Twitter world, um, which is maybe the first time this week I've uttered that sentence, or last week, uh, was that I woke up to good news on Twitter. Wednesday morning was decent, and then the world fell apart for a couple days. Still falling apart. But anyway, we're going to pretend it's not, because I'm finding myself to be in a blissful state of ignorance at the moment, because that's the only place I can be. So, on Saturday morning, I woke up and saw that it was announced by officially Buckingham Palace that Queen Elizabeth and the Duke of Edinburgh had been vaccinated against COVID-19. So this happened by a palace doctor that is on staff, and they don't, they weren't going to release, like, which vaccine they received, um, just gave the very brief announcement that they had already done so, which, um, alleviates my speculation that they had already been vaccinated, um, but they waited until their age range, um, and again, so the reason people of prominence are getting vaccinated publicly or releasing public statements um, is really to encourage trust in the vaccine. So I'm not a doctor. I don't want to recommend one way or the other, but these people of higher prominence, you know, in the UK, Queen Elizabeth, Duke of Edinburgh, um, in Denmark, Queen Margrethe received it. Um, In my country, the current vice president, um, and then the next president and vice president received theirs, um, on camera, as well as, um, some other public officials have done so, um, and that is a way of, one, 
promoting public trust in the vaccine and that it is encouraged, but also just like general public health initiative, like let's get as many people vaccinated as possible, which um, I think is obviously the most important part of all of this. So that was announced on Saturday. Um, Also on Saturday was the Duchess of Cambridge celebrated her 39th birthday. Um, This was marked just by a couple of Twitter posts from each uh, royal family social media account um, sharing pictures of Kate with various members of the royal family. Um, I was selfishly, but also like just in general kind of expecting a new photo released. Um, you know, they released some with on William's birthday in 2020. Now Kate did have a new photo released on in 2020 for her birthday, but I just kind of expected one to be released this year. Um, because of, I don't know, just everything, I guess. I don't know. It was selfish and I expected it, but they didn't provide, which is fine. Um, so that is what was going on Saturday and then Sunday there was nothing. And then today, um, sorry, I don't quite know what just happened. Um, crazy things are going on. Okay. Sorry, bit of technical difficulty. I'll edit some of that quiet out. Anyway, um, jeez, pets make recording a podcast so fun. In my next house, in my next apartment, I'm getting an office with a door. Yeah, that's what's happening next time. Anyway, okay. Um, so on Sunday there was nothing, and then today the. Prince of Wales launched an initiative called Terra Carta or Earth Charter. So Terra is, I'm not quite sure what language it is for Earth, um, but it is a language for Earth. Um, Maybe Latin or Roman or something. I don't really know. Um, But anyway, it translates to Earth Charter um, and it is a an initiative that has been put in place to basically put sustainability at the heart of private industries. It's a piece of the sustainable markets initiative. Uh, the president of France was, I think, maybe just on the conference that it was announced at. Um, but anyway, it was it's an initiative that is very much up Charles's alley. Um, to promote sustainability within private industry. Um, I'm going to get a little soapboxy here. One, because there weren't that many events to talk about and I want to. Um, But two, like, I think this is really, it's important on two notes. Yes, this is an important initiative. But really, There are about 20,000 initiatives like this. That's probably an exaggerated number. But when when Charles launched the Sustainable Markets Initiative last year, around this time, um, I guess I assumed that that would be kind of it. Now, this is part of the Sustainable Markets Initiative and was launched at that conference. However, can we please... 
stop launching things and start actually taking action. Because, I'm sorry, the next king of England and the president of France have enormous power to actually make something happen. Charles, maybe not so much because it dives into a gray area, but like, this is possible without all these conferences and initiatives and just talking about it. Like, can we please have some action? I guess I just am to the point of like, stop talking about it and start doing something. Um, I realize we are all living in literally a pandemic, but like, and I've had to make changes to my waste use. Um, you know, pre-pandemic, I was reusable shopping bags and very conscious of my carbon footprint and everything. But like the pandemic, yeah, I use reusable masks because they're what work for me. And yeah, I use disposable grocery bags because in America, they're still super necessary for some reason. And grocery stores don't really let you use your own bags right now because COVID and touching things that weren't in the store. It's it's bizarre. But anyway, like it's all... It's all great to talk about it and have these really important people on board. I'm all for it. Really, I am. I promise. But, like, please stop talking about it and please start talking about different actions. Like, sure, if you want to have a a conference, okay, fine. But have conferences built around full-on action items versus let's be cerebral and just talk about it some more. The world is on fire, both literally and figuratively. Like, let's start taking some action and talking about some action. Anyway, that's my little soapbox rant because I think it's important that, like, you know, take some time while you're listening to this podcast and look up some ways that you can help change the world or change the environment. Nothing you do has to be perfect. I am fully aware of, like, my consumption has completely changed because of the pandemic, But presumably the pandemic will end at some point in my lifetime and I won't be using reusable masks and buying everything on Amazon and like able to use my own bags and I'll be able to be more environmentally friendly. But in the meantime, I'm doing things that I reasonably can. Um, And so I just think like take a moment and think of some actionable items that you can do every day to help save the planet. That's my soapbox. Okay, so that's what was going on in the UK. <laughs> um, I, I ended with the rant because, one, it was the thing that happened today. It's the only thing that happened today, too, by the way. Um, but also just, like, I think it's important. So that's what's going on in the UK. Um, it was a busy weekend, and I had lots of thoughts. Um, but now we are going to move on to the Netherlands because there was nothing in Denmark today nor is there anything scheduled through the month. I was hoping, like, things would start getting added to the calendar, but there's nothing. Um, So it's going to be a quiet week in Denmark, um, and probably month. Um, So anyway, we're going to move right on into the Netherlands now and talk about their events of today. Moving on to the Netherlands today, there were two events. Um, The first is King Willem-Alexander swore in a new member of the Court of Audit 
in the Netherlands. So I didn't know what this was, and I'm sure things like this happened throughout last year, um, but I never took the time to get super educated on what different uh, government organizations were in each country, um, and I want to do better about that this year. Um, that's like one small way I want to improve um, in general. Like I can name certain governing bodies in each country, but really just like the big ones. Um, and then I'm pretty proficient in Spain because I really just dove into Spanish culture in 2020 and I'm continuing to, but like, I want to continue that through, um, into this podcast and be really, um, informational when it comes to like what these organizations are. So I went and did a little bit of a Google search. Wasn't very hard. Um, on the court of the audit in the Netherlands, which is the independent uh, government agency that audits the spending of the national government on its efficiency and legitimacy. Um, so this is something that I think every country has. Um, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm saying that and like, I honestly have no idea what like the American, the state's equivalent to this is. I don't know if it's the Treasury Department. I don't think it is. Like, it's not the IRS. I don't know. I've, I'm going to do some more research on how this relates to, you know, me because I'm inherently American um, and need to know these things. But also, like, I think it's important that there is an organization like this in the U.S., so I'm curious as to what it is. Um, but it really focuses on making sure that the governments aren't spending, the government isn't spending outrageously on um, different things. So I will be honest in that I think without knowing the full scope of everything, I want to preface this, but the Netherlands is a country who is an extremely highly taxed country and they have a lot of money. Um, their budget for their royal household is the largest of the seven that I talk about. Um, I believe it might be the second largest. It might be behind the UK, but I don't think it is. Um, it is for sure the least amount of people paid the most. Um, and so I think it's this kind of body is interesting. Um, and I would love to see some more reports and stuff, but like it's early in the year. I haven't delved into it too much. Um, but I do think it's important that it watches, you know, government spending and keeps the government accountable to making sure things are allocated appropriately. Um, that was not a critique on the Royal family, by the way, it was just like the Netherlands has a lot of money and like, because of that, here are some of the things that I know. Um, obviously, my focus in general life, uh, if I'm researching other foreign countries, particularly, particularly the seven that I talk about every day, is going to be in how it relates to the royal family. Um, so, like, I don't know what their defense budget is. I don't know. <laughs> I'm guessing it's low. Um, but, like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's an assumption. It's... <laughs> presumably low. Um, but anyway, that is just 
what happened. Um, and this is something King William Alexander basically swears in every official government employee, like higher government employee, like Supreme Court justices and things like that, all sworn in by the head of state. So that's what was going on for him. Um, and then also today, Queen Maxima gave a virtual speech on the on a micropayments gateway in Pakistan. Um, and this is part of her role as the UN Secretary General Special Advocate on Inclusive Finance and Development. Um, this is something that she will attend engagements on once or twice a year, uh, or once or twice a month, actually, I'm sorry. Um, and it is very important to, like, her day-to-day, um, day-to-day engagements, uh, tend to relate to finance, which is, like, one of my favorite things is that I, I've mentioned this previously, but Maxima before her marriage was, um, really moving up in the international finance world. So she, um, had a really, I don't remember the organization she was with when she lived in the U.S., but she lived in the U.S. for a while with a bank. Um, and then she met Willem Alexander and then moved to Europe and really became like up and coming in Deutsche Bank. Um, and then of course, like she married and gave up her career, but kept a lot of this finance piece in and around her, her orbit and what she focused on, um, which is so amazing. And I think it's like really, really great. Um, and not a lot of royals have done that. Um, maybe because theirs haven't translated so well into like a specific role. Um, I think this month we'll see Queen Letizia bringing in some of her like journalistic background into her ro- official role as queen. Um, but like it, ha- it doesn't really happen all that often. So that is definitely something I am looking at um, for the next little bit. So that's what was going on in the Netherlands. Um, And now we are going to go ahead and move on to Norway. country that started out really, really strong this week. Um, actually, starting on Saturday even, um, it was shared on social media that King Harald had delivered the Norwegian Sports Prize, um, which I guess is an annual award. So this is kind of one of those things that definitely fell through the cracks last year um, because I never caught it. Also, King Harald was on uh, medical leave in the beginning of the year last year. Um, so I don't know if this even happened. I haven't gone back to look. I really wish I did. Um, but, uh, apparently this is something that's like Scandinavian specific. Um, I've never heard of it. I mean, Spain does it too, but they have like more of a in-person ceremony or at least did. Um, 
but it's it's streamed or it was streamed I don't know if it normally is again <laughs> we're still in a world of like things are kind of weird um because we haven't gone through a complete and total year of COVID yet just nine months or ten months I don't really know anymore I can't keep up um I think it's ten but maybe not <laughs> anyway um the National Sports Award in Norway is uh, broadcast on Norwegian television, uh, Norwegian broadcast television, and um, is delivered by, I guess, the king every year. Um, and just because of the nature of the ceremony this year, it was done a little bit differently. Um, so the recipient received his award in person at it, with an audience, during an audience with king harold um and then it was shown as part of the broadcast later on in the evening so that's what was going on on saturday and then we get to today and it was audience day for king harold um so first he had a audience with the chief of defense with crown prince akun also there and then next, we moved on to a farewell audience with the ambassador to Norway from Hungary. Um, you guys, I still, I can't wait to start talking about U.S. ambassadors. Like, that is the thing I am most looking forward to this year, is, or at least this month or in the next couple months. Um, with no COVID end, I'm just really excited to give a ton of information on the U.S. ambassadors. Um, and then he ended his day with an audience of with representatives of the Norwegian Academy of Sciences. So we'll see if they release any more information on that one in the next coming days. But that's what was going on in Norway today. Um, and now we are going to go ahead, we are going to talk about Spain, there weren't a lot of events, but we are going to talk about it. Um, so we're going to jump over to Spain now. has had an interesting past couple of days. Um, so I mentioned on the episode that came out on Saturday that Sp Madrid, um, but really it's the whole of Spain. Um, I wasn't aware that it was all of Spain at that point. Um, Spain has received a snowstorm, snowstorm or s winter storm Philomena, um, who has clobbered them with snow um so reports of 50 centimeters or more of snow which i think is like three feet or more um i had this memorized earlier but i'm gonna take a quick peek actually i'm gonna do a conversion um because i'm so curious as to how many that is in inches um okay it's about 20 inches so almost two feet of snow in different areas um which is to some people on like the east coast of the u.s or places where you get a lot of snow colorado etc 
that may not sound like a lot, but to Madrid, they haven't had snow that has stuck on the ground since 2009, um, like at least in the city. Um, on the mountains, sure, but in the city, definitely not. Um, and what happens in places where it doesn't snow a lot and then snows for the first time really ever is the city has basically shut down. Um, people have been injured. People have died. People were stuck on their motorways for hours upon hours, if not days, um, because of the snow, because they couldn't get through, because there weren't enough plows, um, because Madrid doesn't get snow. It's been 12 years since the last time it snowed thoroughly in Madrid, and nothing, this is the first time in decades that it has snowed more than, you know, a couple of inches. So, it's, it's a big deal. Um, and I mentioned on Saturday's episode how pretty it is, and it is, it's beautiful, but there is a cost to snow. Um, so as of my reading earlier, I think four people have lost their lives in Madrid, um, because of this Philomena storm. Um, it's just a, it's wonderful and lovely and most people who live in Spain are enjoying it. Um, but there's a cost to it. So that was the first thing. Um, because of that, on Saturday morning, uh, Casa Real's Twitter account, which, um, Casa Real is the royal household. It literally means royal house. Um, they sent out a message that read, hold on, I want to make sure I read it correctly. Um, so it, it translates to the kings, which is the way they say um, king and queen. It's Los Reyes. But um, the king and queen show their pain for victims of the storm, concern with national, regional, and local authorities, maximum interest for affected people, and ask for extreme caution against the risks of ice and snow accumulation. So that was on Saturday. Um, also, during that time, it seems that King Felipe at least had a telephone call with the president of the region of Madrid. Um, she tweeted about it on her account, um, as did the Minister of Transportation um, tweet about a conversation with King Felipe. So he spent most of his day, at least morning on Saturday, keeping up with what was going on in his city, um, as well as throughout the whole country with the Department of Transportation, because this is not, this was not exclusive to Madrid, like I said. Um, Catalonia in the north has received a lot. Um, basically every region, I think, got pelted with snow. I'm not sure about the island regions, but, like, everything else was covered in snow. Um, like you can just Google Spain or like Instagram hashtag search Spain and all you see is snow pictures, um, like no matter where. So that's been like a really interesting concept. Um, but then also because of that, and this is what I had kind of anticipated on Friday, um, is that King Felipe and Queen Letizia have postponed their schedule. Um, I think right now it's still just through tomorrow um, and then they'll resume on Wednesday is I think the last thing I saw um, but I do want to confirm that now as well um, 
I thought I had done all my research, but turns out I had not. Yeah, so as of right now, the return is on Wednesday. Um, however, I, might, I, I don't necessarily expect that to change, but Spanish Madrid schools have been pushed back another week. Um, most people are returning um, from winter holiday this week, or we're supposed to. Um, however, that is not currently the case. Um, if they are going to work, they are being encouraged unless absolutely 100% essential to work from home, which isn't really a big change from COVID restrictions. But um, Madrid schools are not going back. They're supposed to go back today and they are not going back till the 18th. Um, So it's just, you know, snow in this quantity and also this country is just a hazard. Um, So we'll see what Wednesday brings. Um, there is a part of me, one, I've been enjoying the snow pictures, they're beautiful, um, but also there's a small part of me that hopes there's still some snow on the ground um, for like public outings, just because you don't see royals in snow very often, especially in Spain, so like I want to see those pictures and like have them, but um, who knows what will happen on Thursday. So that's what was going on there, and now we are going to go ahead and finish this podcast up in Sweden. Finishing up in Sweden, it was officially back to work day for the Swedish royal family. Um, So there were a few events today. However, I'm only going to talk about one um, because the next, the one that I want to talk about, the the other event that happened today is also happening tomorrow. So I want to kind of, if I record a podcast tomorrow, which I honestly still haven't decided, we'll talk about that more at the very end. Um, But if I record one tomorrow, I want to cover both days. I want to cover them together because it's one conference. So just know that, like, that's on the horizon. Um, But the one that I do want to talk about is Prince Daniel today sent a video message to the opening of the Anti-Doping Sweden Conference. So this year, 2021, is the first year for... um, anti-doping to have its own organization. Um, And of course, doping is the sports term for using um, things to make your performance better. So Sweden had used to run these through like a different government organization, but this year it has gotten its its own. Um, And so Prince Daniel sent the inaugural address to the opening of that. And he basically talked about, you know, how sport is important, but everyone deserves to compete on the same level um, with no special anything. So that's what was going on in Sweden. I know it's not a whole lot to talk about, um, but like I said, there are some events that are happening over the next two days that I want to can that I want to talk about all together um, and kind of put in a more concise situation. 
Um, so that's where we're going to end this. Um, like I said, I don't know if I'm going to record an episode tomorrow. Um, I've, I've brainstormed a lot of ideas to talk about, but they haven't been researched as well as I would like. Um, so without committing myself, I will talk to you either tomorrow or Wednesday. Um, I'm hopeful that there are some events tomorrow, but the way the calendars are shaking out, I just kind of doubt it. Um, you know, it seems like Norway and Sweden are really it tomorrow, um, for at least scheduled things. Um, so with that, we are going to end and I will talk to you in the next few days, but until then, enjoy the rest of your day or the next two days, depending on when I talk to you next. Have a great one. Bye.